Happy Wednesday, Perfect. Bruce. Ma. Happy Wednesday, Andy. I feel uh, feel relaxed. We got a hundred episodes out of the way. Now we can goof off and do whatever the heck we want. That's right. What What are we even gonna do next season? I I thought you knew. Oh, I guess we'll do exactly what we've been doing, which is uh, something. I neglected to introduce us. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod. We're in between seasons. Our decks are not optimized, but our episodes sure as heck are fun. I'm losing it. We're losing it. Um, <clears throat> You're Andy. I'm Andy. Yes, I'm Andy. Uh, I, I'm Bruce. That's Bruce. Yeah. Uh, we like to talk about commander and 60 card casual yeah and multiplayer draft formats and uh just we just like talking about hanging out and playing magic and if you are unfamiliar we do a 10 a 10 week season followed by two weeks off yeah uh, where we do just whatever the heck we want uh generally we talk about a card each that we don't get to talk about during the other episodes of the season and uh right. this time bruce this week bruce brought one next week i'll bring one yeah so yeah <clears throat> this week in the past when we've done these little these little shorter vignette shows um i have come up with a card from a blast from the past or uh for for a lot of you i'm guessing a card you've never seen before that was in an old border um we're going to do something a little bit different this time this is a card that I suspect all of you know, um, but I love the card, and I just want to talk about it for a little bit. Um, it is uh, a goblin, and I'm discovering that goblin must be one of my favorite creature types, because almost all of the creatures that I enjoy playing end up being goblins. Um, however, this is not one of the commanders. I'm not going to do that right now. Um, this card is Brash Taunter. Oh! I love Brash Taunter. Five mana goblin. And not surprisingly, it's a five mana goblin and it's a one one because that's kind of how goblins roll. <laughs> uh, however, it is indestructible. So that counts for something. And with Brash Taunter, that counts big. Uh, Brash Taunter's ability, whenever Brash Taunter is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. And then for two and a red, you can tap it and Brash Taunter fights another target creature. Now, for all intents and purposes, what this means is Brash Taunter can do damage to one of your opponents equal to the power of the biggest creature on the board. <laughs> because that's who Brash Taunter is going to fight. Um, because it doesn't matter. They, they can fight another creature that's indestructible. They can fight another creature that has... Uh, uh, oh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Death Touch. Ooh. Doesn't matter. They're indestructible. It doesn't. I, I strongly discourage you from fighting uh, from fighting a, another creature that has, in fact, 
because you only get one shot with that because those are minus one minus one yeah and uh, it doesn't uh translate well from into that. damage yeah no um but all the, most but if of you the time, give brash taunter in fact eh? 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 now i see where you're going for the most part when i use brash taunter um he's mostly there for defense because nobody wants to swing into a creature that they can't kill and will undoubtedly do damage back to them. But more importantly, the last opponent that, when they wrap up their turn, if Brash Taunter's still around and I have three mana, excellent. Now I'm going to tap the Taunter uh, and I will fight the biggest creature on the board and do damage to one of my opponents. And this is a spectacular way, especially in the right deck, because a lot of time it isn't that the, the or that creature that's massive is mine. Mm. So there's nothing that says it has to fight an opponent's creature. It can fight your creature. Um, so Brash Taunter tends to find itself coming out in decks where uh, where I can produce very large creatures. Brash Taunter scre- just screams casual magic. Because mm. to be honest, the more uh, the more competitive and the more uh, closer to CD, closer to CDH format you're running, the less likely you are to find a massive creature that just happens to be staying on sitting on the board. You know, you don't those massive creatures only ever show up with haste and they finish you immediately. Yeah. They don't stick around for turn after turn. That's really something you see a lot more in casual. And Brash Taunter does cost five. You know, this isn't a card that shows up on turn one or turn two. It shows up a little later in the game. So you want a format where people are swinging at each other with creatures and yeah. doing it repeatedly. That's ideal. It's five mana, but like it is a perfect blocker. I mean, if it had reach or flying, sure, yeah. it'd be even better. But like, you're never attacking with this thing because why would you attack with a 1-1? One, one? Um so, like, you're keeping it back always to attack, or, I mean, always to block, and then you're following it up with end of turn, tap it to fight a thing. Um, and if yes. that thing finishes off a, a big creature, like, it, it it does do the little tiny chip-ins that it needs to on creatures, um, which is always great. Right. Um, In games I've had a chance to play them, um... Brash Taunter has been happy to fight Eldrazi. Mm. Um, he has fought... Uh, Animated libraries? Anim- well, okay. So now if we're going into the <laughs> un, then yes, he has fought animated libraries. And uh, you, you're not surprised to find out that in Commander, animated libraries tend to be pretty big and game-ending. Generally bigger than your life total. <clears throat> Generally bigger than your life total. Um, although I did, I th- anim- I did fight one, li- one person's library in a Commander game. And only did 30 damage. Oh my gosh. It wasn't enough to kill them because there was a mill deck in the game. And it just worked out. That's that's how it went. Um, more importantly, it is uh, Brash Taunter sits in my Grusilda deck. Mm-hmm. And in Grusilda, uh, the big furry monster lives in Grusilda deck. And for whatever reason, I have often managed to get the big furry monster out it it hasn't been that difficult what a what a wild coincidence really (laughs) however big furry monster has uh well he has super menace 
Um, it still can be blocked, um, but what I generally what's best is swing with big furry monster, take out an opponent, and then at the end of the at the end of the turn, fight have the big furry monster fight the brash taunter and then do 99 points of damage to someone's face. Yeah. That's usually enough to take somebody out. I um, love this card. I do too. And you do not have to go into silver bordered crazy land to make mm. this card crazy. Um, it, invariably some, somebody's playing with plus one plus one counters and assuming they're not spreading them over, you know, 50 different creatures there's a good chance that there is going to be some creature that's massive. Um, and a lot of your opponents really, that's their, if that's their way to win, they're going to do it anyway. And if you're playing carefully, you're probably going to sit there and wait because as long as they're not swinging at you, excellent. They can swing at somebody else and then you can fight it with the brash taunter and do the damage to that to that fourth opponent. Yeah. Because you just certainly don't want to kill the opponent that's controlling the big creature. Not yet. <laughs> you know, you save the Brash Taunter for when that creature comes after you. Then you fight it, kill the kill the uh, controller, and then, you know, sad face. But you didn't die and you got rid of an opponent. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I love Brash Taunter. He's, it's just such a treat. Um, it, it goes into a lot of my decks. Um, and he, Brash Taunter also fits into um, um, Grenzo just because he's only a 1-1. One, one. Uh, <laughs> I just don't tend to play him there because the creatures in that deck do tend to be a little bit smaller. Um, right. And, I don't and you don't want to fully to... rely. You don't want to fully right. rely on your opponents. No, um, I, mean, I, I want to get at least, you know, have at least a 10-10 out <laughs> or have the option to get a 10-10 out. And that's, that's a little difficult with Grenzo. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like on average, like, in most games, there's at least a 6-6 on board somewhere toward the end of the game. And for three mana, for an activated ability, like, you, you really just, I don't know, like, it, uh, to have a repeated you know deal seven damage to face is uh real good and in yeah. most cases it's going to be you know 12 14 damage because it's going to be at the end of turn and like if you need to do it at the beginning of your turn you can like to just finish the game you know it right it very easily becomes obviously player removal but game ending uh player yeah. removal <laughs> um yeah, and <clears throat> there's a back and forth because there is there is a point in the game where Brash Taunter is just a player elimination card. Mm. Um, and then there are, then there's a, a big chunk of the game where Brash Taunter just, you know, he does a lot of damage to an opponent, doesn't kill them, but he can do a lot. And his primary, his primary is stopping your opponents from sending their... They're miserable creatures at you. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, I love Brash Taunter. Covers all the bases. Makes me it's happy. a great, great time. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Oh. Boring. No. Uh, <laughs> Brash Taunter. I, I 
I think I have like two or three copies and they are currently all indexed. Like it yeah. It would surprise me if I'm ever at a point where I have any red decks that don't that don't have it in it. I mean it's it, yeah, it I mean, doesn't I even can... take up that much real estate in the deck. Like Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, easy it does to function cast pretty much on its own. Like, yeah. It doesn't need help. Um I can imagine plenty of red decks where the Brash Taunter is not a card you're looking for, but um, I just don't see it as a downside. Hmm. It, it, it really, you know, it right. fills the gaps, and even if you're not trying to build around it completely, it's still a great card. It's just yeah, it's a 1-1 one, one indestructible. Own. Right. Um, and, like, I mean, it's obviously not as on the levels of Toski, green 1-1 one, one indestructible. Right. Squirrel, uh, of it's not on that level of broken, but it is. Uh, yeah. It's, it. I mean, it serves a very similar purpose in the colors that, the the respective colors. Uh, right. I yeah. The this another this great one guy. Um. Uh. That's right. th- that's our show. That's- <laughs> Yes, that's what you get during the break weeks. Um, <laughs> is there anything else I want to say about it? I mean, I I, I love. I I, I want to take a second to talk about that game that you you finish somebody off with Brash Tonner against uh, the the one we were just talking about, Animate Library, because it was. It, it it sticks out in my mind because it was your animate library under somebody else's control. Right. They they I think they warp worlded or something. So like all of a sudden you just had a brash taunter on board and they animated their library. Yes. Um and you were like, I guess I do this and then you're done. <laughs> Um, it was it was hilarious because it was just like a weird moment in a game where everything was extremely chaotic. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a perfect like if you're gonna do silly stuff with my stuff, I will do silly stuff with my stuff. And yes, was... killing killing somebody with their own. I mean, essentially, the library collapsed on them and killed them. It just seems very. How how it doesn't get much more goblin than that, does it? Mm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anyway, death by book. We'll be back next week with a card that I bring to the table. So come back and see what that is. Uh, I'll give you a hint: it's red, because that's not surprising at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see you next week. Have a great night. We're Temple of Fallspot. We're next non-optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you again so much for listening. See you next week. And may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. 
leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!